This to me was more of a like, hey man, we're fucking normal people like you guys are. This is Big B telling you to listen to Top's Daily Grind. It doesn't matter what skill set you have, what experience level you have, you can be fucking Delta Force SWAT team operator six, SAS guy. That's Actually, in Colombia, they call me Rambita. Uh, I am your host, Aaron. I got a couple jokers with me here today. I'm not fucked up. I'm drunk. And then when I'm done with that, I put Vaseline, actually, around the edges. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to Top's Daily Grind. This is episode number 103, correct? Yes, That's sir. 103. And we have Ben <laughs> Pancherry, not Pancherry, from I would have said Bad Pancherry. Company Outdoors. Dude, I get that all the time. That's yeah. how I know when telemarketers call me. Pancheri. Mr. Pancheri? Yeah, because they can never pronounce <laughs> it. Because they're probably from India. What do they say? <laughs> Pancheri. No. no. <laughs> do they roll their R's in India? I don't even know. Uh, I'm not Is sure. Is that a thing? I don't want to even speculate. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Why not? We're just talking about the language. I know. Do they roll the R's or not? Yeah, they do. What's the worst somebody so. screwed up your last name? Uh, I had one at a doctor's office that dang near came out like something along pancreas, but it wasn't, I don't remember. She was pancreas and then she was like trying Pancreas. to read it and then it was pancherry and then, it, yeah, I, it was. It's funny because when I see the street, I always just automatically say pancherry. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw your name, I was like pancherry. I was like still pronouncing it weird and then. Then was like, it's Pancary. I'm like, Fuck. I've kind of wondered that <laughs> yeah. too, like my whole life, because no one has a problem with the street. And then when they meet me, it's, it's, yeah, you just lose and it. And it's, it's a, that's a direct, that was my, that street's named after my great, great, great grandpa. So legit for real. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. All right. Introduce them. Yeah, go I ahead. did. I did. This is Ben Pancary <laughs> from <laughs> Bad Company Outdoors. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened to uh, Leo, Dylan, and Craig were on his podcast. So if you haven't checked that out, Yep, make sure to check six. it out. It's episode six. That was a fun episode too. It yeah. was. It was fun. Yeah. So Ben, tell us a little bit about what you do and you know how how you started this uh, bad company outdoors. I don't know. It's I, I. That's all I can say at this point is I don't know. Bad company outdoors was was a probably a dream, um, a daydream, something that I've wanted to do forever and ever and ever and. When I was younger, I just probably didn't know how to go about it. And so, I don't know, about about two years ago here, I, I made a serious change in life just with everything. Health. I was a smoker. No offense. Still. <laughs> still healthy as fuck. <laughs> no, I, but I mean, I, I'd been smoking for 17 years. I was I was trying to do a lot of backcountry hunting, and I just, I just kind of wasn't where I wanted to be, you know, in shape, physically, mentally. Um had to make some changes and I did. And it, you know, it took me six months to do it or so. But after I made those changes, I just, I was full of ambition, man. And so I just thought there's, there's no better time than now. And it was one of those cheesy fucking deals where every quote you read, you know, it was like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's quote, quote, you know, you can have excuses or results, not both. That might have, might have had that backwards, but just I'd keep reading stuff like that, and it's and it just every day it just stuck out to me. It's like, man, were I got to get this done. Were you following like a bunch of uh, like, motivational like uh, ladies at that time, like college age girls? 
No. <laughs> you know how like that's that's all they post is just like inspirational oh. quotes and stuff. No, that is like like maybe that's maybe not inspirational quotes. That's like oh my God. that's like how to do your makeup, how to make your lipstick not smear. I'm just saying most of the not time. Not only that, I want to know how you know that they they post all Dude, the inspirational like, that's, quotes that's and shit common, all the time. That's like, common like, knowledge. No, it's common knowledge. It's a thing. Did you have any idea about that until he said something? It's a thing. It's a thing. I don't follow too many. Yeah, Dylan's College not a chicks. good person to ask that. Really? It's a thing where everybody knows that, like, girls who are the most depressed are the ones posting, like, inspirational stuff all the time. Dude. Because they're... Because they're, uh... they're trying, like, hell to just not be depressed. Yeah. So, hold on. Which is just cool. Before I continue with this story, I have to point something out. Because <laughs> everybody needs to go listen to episode six of my podcast now, just because we, we kind of pick Craig apart in there because he's, like, he's left-handed and... He's kind of like the Bill Nye of the group. Well, and that's Nick. Just, that's Nick. Just because he it, has a lab coat doesn't mean he's a fucking... At one yeah, point in time, time, I was joke, like, everyone. I basically was like, dude, you're left-handed. Why are you even here? Like, yeah, you should know. be president. I almost left. Almost you should be president. <laughs> Isn't like 80% of the presidents left-handed? Or I don't like, know if it's that high, but it's but high. Good, it's up good, there. That's a really that's weird... So you're trying to tell him, like, yeah. take my job? Not your no, because well, you're not. Quit. Not president. You're not president. You're owner. I'm fucking ready. You're owner. You're owner. Leo, you can. Uh, he's ready to go to. He's ready to go to silent partner. <laughs> Did he tell you he's no. gonna be mayor of Yukon? No. Yeah, yeah he's, he's gonna run for mayor. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Dude, I would. Why not? <laughs> no. It, anyway, back to it. I mean, yeah. sorry. It's sorry. like uh, I finally just, you know, it was like the time is now. So pretty I, much, you kept getting little hints. No matter what you did, that, that yeah, you had and I and I've always been, I mean, not not trying to have a big head myself, but I've always I've always been that type of person that's creative, right? I got ideas. Just my wife gets mad at me because my brain never shuts off, and it's sometimes it's random shit. Most of it's most of it's centered around the outdoors, you know, like this stove thing. I mean, it was like it was like I just I saw a hole in the market, right? Or the meal deal that we'll talk about. I saw a hole in the market, and the outdoor thing as a whole. I mean, I just. I want to promote it. It's it's something that, you know, especially being here in Idaho, man. Yeah, it's and it, everybody and it, comes here to go hunting. And that's the thing is like we we I guess tend to take that kind of stuff for granted, as cheesy as it sounds. But it's the more I started thinking about it with my kids, and like um, now I've gotten to mentor some first time hunters, including my own wife. Um, and so having those experiences in the outdoors, whether it's hunting or hiking or whatever, it's just like man. If I can help anybody realize what, you know, what this is about for me and what it can be about for them, then I'm all about it. I mean, that's badass. And it's, it's been, it's, are you doing this full time right now or you still got a job? I still got a full time job. Nice. And I, my goal, man, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm even goal oriented now. Like I got a whiteboard to write <laughs> shit down on, but my, my goal badass. right now, I, I can honestly say this on air, like my goal is within a year to be full time of of oh, doing the outdoor company. And by, by I don't doing think you the, can call it a whiteboard anymore. So what? So what is what is your? You you, you can. What no, is, you're so, supposed to call it? It's, you're it's, he can't. God, you can. But it's supposed, it's a dry erase board. <laughs> there are so many things. Like, I'm so not used to being on this podcast. It's like, so I want to respond to things, and I'm like, you know what? I better not say that shit. No, but obviously, shit. you guys don't care. Say it. Just say it. Yeah, just say whatever's on your mind. It's better that way. Fuck you. Well, it's gonna be a, so, I mean, would you 
rather have Caucasian board? No, or? it's a straight erase board. No, it's a whiteboard. Yeah, no. The pale you can't board. Call it a whiteboard anymore. It's a whiteboard because they have blackboards too. No, you can't call it a blackboard either. Yes, you it's can. A chalkboard. It's a chalkboard. What are you supposed to call it then? Sometimes they're green. They're mostly green. Yeah. Yeah. So you it's can't like, call it a. So you, it's like 70, yeah. 70 30. So it's a chalkboard. You can't call it a blackboard. You can. It's a green board too. I'm kidding, obviously. Continue. Okay, I was yes. trying to ask. So, what is your company? What is what is Bad Company? Like, what what do you do? Like, what is it, like? Is it? Do you design things? Is it like a yes? <laughs> so, like everything, um, dude. It's it's a holistic approach on the outdoors. It it's it's started out as the podcast and and starting to make content, and I was gonna. I was going to try and roll with that for a while. And then my wife and everybody who was supporting me was just like, man, these other ideas that you got, you know, let's go from making outdoor products to promoting other people's stuff that I use, you know, just like you fellers. I mean, stuff that, that, that I use that comes in handy for me that I want other people to know about. I mean, yeah. I want to, I want to promote the outdoors as a whole, everybody else's companies too, not just mine. So it's starting to branch out into, into other. Yeah. Into I mean, it's, Right now we're doing, like I said, everything from apparel to metal fab to freeze-dried meals. I mean, it's it's all over the board. Yeah, the freeze-dried meals. I, you know, I, I uh, you gave me a couple of them, and I can't wait to try them. And I've been I've been fixing up my Ranger. Didn't plan on it. Better, better. Come on over. There you go. Didn't plan on fucking like rigging it out the way it's coming out, but it's turning out pretty badass. Or something you can hop on and just fucking get in there and you know, um, but putting some of those meals in there, and going up fucking fishing, and not worry about taking food, that'd be pretty badass. That's yeah. that's a big part of it, and that's what I mean. Just like everybody else, that's what turned me on to it at first was was lightweight, you know, easy. Don't have to worry about anything. Add boiling water, you can eat. But then you'll figure out if you do some research that a lot of these meals aren't uh, aren't the healthiest thing in the world. And so that's been part of my change with myself, you know, is, is trying to keep that healthier diet. And not only that, um, in the backcountry, like we do on foot, you, you burn a shit ton of calories. Like when we went into the Frank church last year, I was wearing my Garmin watch and on the way in it's 16 miles in one way. And I think my watch said I burned like 6,200 calories that day going Jesus. in and my, my diet was based on. 3,200 calories a day intake. So obviously you got a massive calorie deficit there, right? Which you're, you're going to, you can't pack for 6,000 calories a day. You just can't like it's, it'd, it'd be so much shit to carry, but these meals are, are really concentrated on being calorie dense. Um, they're not low fat because fat won't kill you. It's actually how your brain functions and, and everything else, you know, when it comes to cognitive function and your eyes and all this stuff. I mean, so they're not low fat. They're not gluten-free. In fact, the, the ramen I gave you, that's made with an authentic ramen noodle that's a high gluten, like a wheat noodle. Um, and in my opinion, gluten has its own benefits, right? I'm not a gluten-free freak. And I'd love to say they're non-GMO, but they're not, because if I went non-GMO, I'd be going against everything that I grew up with around here, supporting local products, and I mean, because we're sourcing as much of this stuff close to home as we can, right? But that's that's the thing behind the meals, is being calorie-rich, super healthy, and doesn't taste like you're chewing on the bill of that hat right there. So what's, uh, like, 
What's one of the things that, I mean, I guess, aside from like, so gluten, for example, most of the other companies doing this, are they trying to leave the gluten out? It's, it's a trendy thing. It's, I mean, you tell me. It's the commercials, the commercials think That's... about the commercials you see on TV or when you walk down the aisle and look at boxes of cereal now or certain kinds of bread or whatever, that gluten-free stamp right. is on everything. Yeah, it's just another like, way to sell more. I'm, I mean, specifically for like survival employee. type foods. Mm. Is is why what I'm asking? Like, no, I don't think that. Um, not not for your survivalists or your uh, man. The word just left my mind. Like your doomsday preppers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, and and those kind of companies, they don't give a shit. In fact, I just had a buddy call me um, a couple days ago and was like, "Well, dude, you know, you were telling me about your meals and they're going to cost this much. Well, I can buy these meals on Amazon for a third of the cost." And I'm like, "Yeah, but what's in them? Well, I don't know. I don't care." And he's not, he's not <laughs> wrong care. in a, in a <laughs> well, but, but it, you have to look at it this way in a, in a doomsday prepper type situation. Am I going to give a shit what's in them? No. As long as you're getting some calories. Exactly. Probably, yeah. I mean, some, it, it's some compared to none. At is that point you're eating to survive. Right. So there, there may be some things in there that mentally I don't agree with eating, but I'm freaking, I'm going to eat them because I got to. That's I what mean, you have. Yeah, yeah but, that, but, that's but in not, the same vein, that's the reason to get the more calorie dense and the one with, that's got more in it. I completely you know, agree and, with you. I'd rather yeah. live the healthiest lifestyle I could. But these guys that are doomsday prepping, I mean, I don't blame them. They can buy, they can literally probably buy two or three times the food for the same amount of money and store it away somewhere. And, and I understand it. And it's, and that's not the market I'm chasing. Um, you know, when we get through all this, this FDA stuff and whatever, I mean, I'm hoping to have, honestly, if I had a, a two-year shelf life or even a five-year shelf life instead of 30, like Mountain House and some of your other mm-hmm. bigger, you know, wise foods, I'd be happy because it's, like I said, I'm not the guy shooting for the, the doomsday in the 30 years from now. I'm expecting these meals to be eaten out fishing or camping or in the backcountry you know, all the time and getting cycled through. Yeah, if you're there. pushing it so, towards that, I think, I think there, there's a different mentality there. Oh yeah. Like for me, I'll pack up fucking three, four of those and gone. That yeah. fucking going to the grocery store and getting fucking sandwich bread and getting fucking this and getting, you know, just three, four of those. Yeah. But you're going to take a grill. You're, you're going to no, take I'm a cow with you. practically. If, if you get those <laughs> meals though, and he sort of pushes it towards that, yeah, more of a well, more of a pack know. meal than a yeah. Well, and to your and to your point, this is a this is a holistic meal, right? Like you just cut the grill out of it. Now he doesn't have to take the grill. He can take know, a. He just likes. To he can take an MSR can stove or whatever. Shit. I am. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking up for you because <laughs> this dude he likes go, he likes cooking I out do, there. Like I that's do. one of his favorite things. No, is and, and I do too. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. enjoy cooking in the backcountry. It's one of my favorite things to do. But. On a day when it's just like, you know, on an afternoon or maybe it's a morning and your kids or are sitting around Sunday and you're like, hey. morning, you don't want to do shit. Yeah, and it's like, Dad, let's go for out. a ride, you know, and you might, you, you think, oh, I might end up being out all day. You grab three or four of these meals, chuck them in there. You got an MSR stove or whatever, and you got a bunch of water with you. It's easy. I mean, well, it's and, just. And, and like the hike in, you know, like 16 miles in, you're not going to sit down and cook a full meal. No, you know, no, I, no I, I like that. You know, I, the no, way, but, the way but I am actually designing things based around what you just like said that kind of idea. And yeah. I, and I, I yeah. mean, I don't even mind talking about that either. I'm actually in the process of, of developing a recipe for, I'm not going to call it a bar cause it's, everybody calls their stuff bars, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want it to be associated with the, the candy or the protein bar world, but I'm working on a recipe right now for, for a freeze dried bar 
that's going to be exactly that. A cylinder? You, you what? <laughs> call, it a cylinder. call it a cylinder? Yeah. Like a, no, make it a round. Bar. Like, make a, a, like a flat bar, like a gold yeah, bar. Make not it a, round instead of... <laughs> yeah, make it round. Make yeah. it round so you don't have to call it a bar. Yeah. You could add ribs to it yeah. as well. It's... <laughs> Make it a circle with a centerpiece cut out. Oh, Call it a donut. It'll be round. It'll kind of resemble a dick, sort of. No oh, shit. I thought that's no. where you were going, this. No, 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 no. Oh no, shit. No, no, just no, instead of cylinder, so it's not a bar, it's just a cylinder. Yeah. No, but anyway, because then I would have said shaft, and that would have been gross. <laughs> I didn't say shaft either. No, no but uh, a super holistic approach to something that you don't even have to cook, right? Right. Yeah, right. And I'm talking like. Um, a serving of greens, like powdered greens, powdered reds, um, collagen protein. Like this thing will be all inclusive, right? Some whey protein. This is this is a meal in a bar, and it's going to weigh absolutely nothing. And it'll be instead of being in those packages like you have, it'll actually be uh, um, packaged in a chamber sealer. So it'll push all the air out of it. So you'll just see that bar shape, you know. But I mean, sealed. minimum. Minimum space, super lightweight because there's no moisture in it. It's probably going to be crunchy. You don't have a choice when it's freeze-dried, you know. And so it's it's not going to be the most, like... It's not going to be fun to eat? Well, it's not going to be it's not gonna be comfort food. Right. But okay. for a guy like me, just like what you just said, or anybody on the go, when you're out deer hunting one day and you're like, damn it, I'm freaking hungry. I got to have some calories. You know, I got to keep pushing. You can sit down and eat this in two minutes. No water, no nothing get going i mean right easy right. to get to so i mean those are the kind of ideas that go around in my head all the time you know yeah it's like, so you're not targeting you're not targeting preppers you're not targeting food storage you're par- you're targeting people who are actually out there doing out something. there yeah. and want to be out there a lot that's it's not that's like my a, goal yeah, is yeah. to make it to make it easier and healthier to get outside and pack that food with you in your backpack or whatever i mean even just day fishing trips and any any shit like that you know and we've got uh, we've got six finalized recipes right now. We have, we have 10 recipes total. We just haven't finished developing the other four, but I mean, some different flavors that kind of aren't out there, just like the authentic ramen dill, right? I mean, it's a, that one's legit, dude. It's it's one of my favorites and it's like, it's filling, it's, it tastes damn good. And it's just like, you're, you know, when you're done with it, you, f- you feel like you sat down at a ramen restaurant and had ramen, but you're sitting somewhere with a view. I mean, it's, and I, you know, I like that feeling, a hot meal, especially on a cold day, winds blowing on top of a ridge or whatever, and you get to eat that, that type of a meal. And knowing that it's not, no preservatives, I mean, you know, knowing that it's good for you. It's, for me, that's a good feeling anyway. It's like, man, I could eat this shit every day. And I do. My wife has, I mean, we're developing them all right, and I'm, she gets mad at me because I have a hard time staying out of them. I eat them at home. (laughs) So... So that's that's one of the questions I was going to ask actually is is about the taste because it's one of those things where it seems like they do try to make them taste good but for whatever reason they usually don't. Um, is that pretty high like on your list of things when you're developing this? Is like I do. Oh, absolutely. Taste. That's one of the that's one of the top three things on my list. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, flavors everything because I don't like. I mean, there's been a bunch of them that I don't especially like eating. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm the type of guy that if I need calories in the backcountry, it's like, whatever, I'm going to eat it anyway, you know? Right, right. But right. I didn't really enjoy it. Well, how do you feel when you, like I said, when you sit down and enjoy a meal and then you're like, 
damn, that was good, you know. Plus, I'm sitting here doing doing what I want to do, and it's it's a it's a way more fulfilling part of your day. Correct. And so that's that's what I'm after. And taste is a you know taste is everything. For instance, biscuits and gravy. Every freeze dried company out there right now has a biscuits and gravy, right? Mm-hmm. I hate them all. <laughs> yeah. And the the reason being is I'm not going to say why yet, but the reason being is is they they're not like biscuits and gravy. They're like soup because oh, everything's yeah. you know everything's all in one, and you put your water in, and it's like. Pull it out of there with the spoon, and it's you know porridge, just mush. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know, sloppy Joe, flop it on the plate, and it's you know. And plus, like a lot of uh, a lot of what goes into taste is texture and yeah. smell, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. all and so, all I'm going to say right now is our biscuits and gravy is not like that. Our biscuits and gravy is is straight up legit biscuits and gravy and when i when i've got that one done i'll show you i'm i bet you guys will just die over that one because everybody has so far it's it's fantastic john's over here slobbering (laughs) foaming at the mouth you biscuits and gravy fan nice yeah so you can bring up any food and john will be so you're stoned you're stoned you know this is the first time that i pick up one of them wall tents you know I, i go out but we we usually go out and I'll stay in the camp for one or two days, and I'm back back at work. Like, yep. Really, don't don't take days off. So, you know, I picked up a wall tent this last couple of months ago, yeah, couple probably a month or two ago, yeah. And so, my next thing is to get like one of them stoves that go in inside it. Boy, do I get a deal for you? Yeah, because that's actually what um, that's actually what my stoves are being developed for is, for is setups like that. Um, I I'm a gear junkie, and so I do everything from the minimalist. You know, I have the the super small MSR stove setups and all that kind of stuff, and or I'm like you, and I have a big wall tent. I have a I have a twelve by twenty Cabela's. That's I what, mean, that's what we got. I think that so. Cabela's a Lacknack, and it's it's a dude. That's a big tent. It's a synthetic tent. It's not canvas, but uh, it's huge. Um, my buddy Bo Beatty, he's selling a new line of canvas tents under the name Wilderness Ridge that is a badass, like a seven millimeter canvas, um, totally different design than anybody else. I tested it in the Frank church last year. It was badass. I mean, it's, it's the coolest tent I've ever used, right? These stoves are more developed around that, um, around more of a base camp setup. But what I hated is there's, there's some other companies out there that, that, uh, they have really good stoves and they, they hold a flat top, even under a lot of heat, which is something you guys don't understand with your heat treating and everything else. That's one of the biggest problems with some of the stoves out there is they're, they're so lightweight and they're made flimsy enough, right? They, they do a good job of heating a tent, but if you're the type of guy that's going to cook on the stove like my buddy Bo does or like I do or several other people that I know, if that stove warps, you go to, you know, you go to slide your pan down on that stove and it doesn't heat even at all. You can see it in a frying pan where it's like it's hotter than shit here, you know, and the rest of your pan's cold because you're sitting on that one hot dome spot, spot hot mm-hmm. spot on the stove, right? There is some stoves out there that do a really good job for cooking, but they're not takedown. And that's why they do a good job of cooking is because they don't come apart. Well, consequently, you got a stove this fucking big, you know, that's that if you're going in with llamas, it takes up an entire pannier. If you're going in with horses, it takes up half a pannier, you know. I mean, can't get them in a backpack type of deal because that's all you'll get in your backpack. Um... And, and I just, I didn't like that. I thought to myself, I've always been kind of a metal fab guy and whatever. And I thought, man, there's, there's gotta be a way to, to, to build a takedown stove 
that at least comes apart into pieces, goes into a nice bag, you know. And so I've, I've done just that. Um, I've tested a prototype now that I've done my own thing with the top and the bottom. It's got a double bottom, so it won't burn through the bottom of the stove. Um, it's got some special made stiffeners in it. I'm, I'm lighter than most of your stoves on the market that don't tear down, which is great. And so far I'm just as strong. I mean, even with a blazing ass hot fire in there, it's, I've been able to lay straight edges on it. And for the cooking surface part of it, you know, for the first 12, 16 inches, whatever it happens to be, um, staying flat, comes down into six pieces plus the stovepipe, lays down flat in a, in a bag about this big. And it weighs, you know, right now I'm a main competitor that I really don't want to mention the name because I really like the people. Um, I mean, I actually, I have some of their shit, you know, but the main competitor that I would say I'm competing against, I mean, I'm, I'm almost four pounds lighter than their stove too, which whether you're packing with animals or whatever, I mean, that all counts. So, you know, I'm, I'm lighter. I'm just as strong. I mean, I can put that thing together and I can stand on it myself. So it'll hold me up. Damn. That's pretty cool. And yeah, I can't wait to check those out. I have my own draft system. I mean, the, the way it's pulling air through the stove, it's really hard to control air through other stoves that are out there because they're not very sealed up. So they pull air through every crack and crevice there is on the stove, right? So you shut that vent all the way down, expecting to to slow your fire down, kind of shut it off, you know? And it you it can't. Doesn't. Yeah, because yeah, it it's, just, it's just pulling air everywhere. And so I figured out how to seal up my stoves and force it to go through the front, through my vent, and draft up out which also at higher altitudes actually makes them burn better because there's, there's less oxygen. You have, you have trouble making them draft good. And, and mine drafts, like I can, I can put my hand in front of the vent on my door and I can feel it pulling air in like, Oh damn. It's, it's turned out really, really well. I got, I got a few more things to tweak before I officially release it, but it's, it's been really cool. And so like for your, for your uh, wall tent, I mean, we got to work something out there just cause I, you'll, You'll like this. Depending on how big the tent is, I'm going to make one size. It's the same as it's a 12 by 20. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the one I have right now is like 13 by 13 by 22. Um, and it would heat, it would heat that tent pretty well. I'm going to make one size bigger with a, with a five inch chimney instead of a four. It'll be my only size with a five inch chimney. And that's like in all reality, that's the one you'd want probably for a tent that big. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I can't wait to check those out. Yeah, it it works good. I'm I'm really happy with it. And I I mean, since we did the podcast and stuff, I mean, I've even I forgot to bring it. I'm super disappointed. You can ask my wife because I have it on a piece of poster board, but it's on the whiteboard. Nope, no. poster board. Try poster, erase. poster board. But uh, poster board. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, the the yeah. pale board. I drew it up on the pale, pale board. The pale board. <laughs> but he's not talking about. He's not talking about a whiteboard. He's talking about poster board. It's a completely different oh. thing. Hey, but it is white. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course it is. But I mean, I, I actually it's drew. The best color. I actually drew a prototype um, for that kind of stuff. Are <laughs> ah. you gonna make it like paper products? Yeah, yeah. You know because what? That's it's, true. Because it's the, the it has the most contrast. Mm. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I actually drew up a uh, a prototype axe slash splitter slash hammer on the other side that I really want you guys to look at. 
Because like I said, that's what I, that's what my mind does, man. It just, it just, I look at things and I'm like, dude, there needs to be something built just like this that covers, you know, multiple jobs at once. And you guys actually already have a, I think you guys call it a hatchet. That's, that's like pretty much the base design of what I want to do, but longer handle hammer end on the, like, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> be badass. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Stop by with it. And we'll check it out. But it's, you know, it's that kind of stuff. I'm not putting any restrictions on where my company goes or, or, or the type of stuff that I do with it. The, the food thing will be a huge concentration. Um, the stove thing, there's, there's a hole there to fill, but I'm not going to tell you. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a nationwide type, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a niche market, Yeah. but I mean, I could have sold a bunch of them already if I had them done in the, in the situation that I'm in right now. I mean, it's, it's there, but as, as far as from here on out, I mean, you know, I think I told you guys on, on my podcast where, you know, I, I would like to, to sell some of your guys' stuff on my website in the future as, cool. as my website gains traction. I mean, it's stuff like, like I said, I want to sell other people's stuff. I want to promote other people's stuff. If it, if it works well for me, I want to get it out there. And, and I've put no restrictions on myself or my company on, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to make like G strings and elephant speedos, but who knows? Maybe we're starting to go Tactical. out. John's out. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool when you see, when you see people that are, that are really good at, at doing, like, for example, you doing outdoor stuff like that and testing products so that they can eliminate the stuff that's just garbage. Because there's a lot of people that promote, like, whatever whatever a company pays them to promote, they promote. They don't even know the product. Right. So it's cool to have somebody that actually takes the time, tries it, and if it's good, then go ahead and promote and, and try to work with them and kind of eliminates, like, some of the stuff that's, that's no good. So... I've had some people test some of my stuff already um, that we'll just say that have a presence in the, in both of the outdoor industry and the social media world, you know? And I, I kind of handpicked these people thinking, I, I think these are pretty genuine dudes, you know, I think they'll give me honest feedback and they did. And not all of it was positive i mean everybody's gonna run into those hurdles and, and, that, stuff, and that's right? what you want when, when that's something like that happens that's the thing that's though exactly is, is what you want i was so i was actually excited to get that negative feedback back because it's like you know damn i might not have noticed this before or whatever because you, you you put your heart and soul into developing mm-hmm. a product you know and then it's somebody opens your eyes to like one obvious press like oh shit you know i should have i should have picked up on that but he did <laughs> And I'm the same way with other people's stuff. I mean, me talking about your guys' knives all the time, right? I I admit it on my podcast. I was a replaceable blade. You know, I wasn't a fixed blade guy at the time. I hadn't been for several years. But then you go into some of the nastiest country in the lower 48 and you use this knife and you absolutely beat the shit out of it and use it for everything, which I never could have done with a replaceable blade knife. And it's like, guess what? I'm a huge fan of these products now because I got to see how tough they were. And if, if I would have had any negative feedback on that, I would have given it to you. I couldn't find it. And it's, and that's the, that's not me kissing ass on the podcast either. I mean, that's, that's the truth, man. I mean, like I told you, I was, I was prying between rocks with that knife. Funny story at work this morning, (laughs) my boss shows up with a, 
great big, I don't know what you'd call it, but great big goddamn survival looking oh, knife. Okay. Um, another local company here. And his kid's in the military, and he had it custom-made for his kid. And I pull it out of the case, and the tip was broke. And that, like, you guys was the first thing. I was like, ah, the tip's broke on that thing. That sucks. Because I I haven't experienced that yet. I mean, I just, I've been really hard on the stuff that I've had, and it's, and it just. You know, and we have, we have those little problems where the tip break, where, where we have those little problems. And I think every knife company has those problems. Sometimes you can't avoid it because how thin we want to go with things. Well, there's and things that are out of your not, control, yeah, too. Yeah, and they're not meant for that. But people will put them to those extremes and use them like if it was a fucking axe and break that tip or, or break the knife. You know, we've had that. You know, a heat treat with with just a little bit Benny weights to fucking quench that knife. That'll do it. Yeah, and yep. also the amount, so, the amount of knives that go out. A small percentage is going to have some defects. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, and that and it's stuff that not we 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 didn't look at or yeah. it's just the steel we used. Maybe that steel had a fucking flaw in it. It worked. Everything was great on our side. And still, and, you know, yeah, one of those things is out of your control. So, the small small problem in metal quality that you don't. I mean, you're never going to see it. I don't and, think and there's a knife the company goes. out there that could say I've never had a fucking knife yeah. come back. Even even quality. custom knife makers, guys that guys that'll put you know forty eighty hours into a knife. Every now and then, yeah, we, still we, have heard one a, that fails. we heard a story here last it, week, and I'm not going to say names, but yeah. you know, I had a high expectation for this custom maker, and then just to hear what happened, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it happens like, to the. We make some pretty badass shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and see, yeah. No, because one, one of the things I was going to say is like when, when people review Tops Knives, whenever they review any of our products, if they fail or they have something negative to say, we usually still put it out. Like we'll still share it. We'll still because, yeah. like he says, that that's where you learn. Like, hey, maybe this wasn't. Maybe there was like a, an error in this area, and so he'll go find out. Hey, what happened here, and try to fix it instead of covering it up because that's how you improve. And so the longer you go, as uh, and the more stuff they say, hey, this is wrong. The more you're fixing it, and the less the problems later on. Right. Instead of just kind of sweeping them under the rug, you know, yeah, and a lot of times when people say, "Hey, can I can I review a knife?" What we'll do is we'll is people that are like, "I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I'm not going to if something happens, I'm going to put it out there." I'm I'm like more interested to give that person a knife right. than the one that's like, "Hey, send me a knife, and no matter what, you'll get this positive review and all this." Like, fuck that. It's, yeah, let, it's let so me know, fake. Let me know what you want coverage on. What, what yeah. what's coming out? That person no. is gonna. That person's <clears throat> gonna do a fucking tabletop review. At best, they're gonna play with it in their backyard, and they're gonna tell you that everything was great. And I'd rather have the guy that goes out and uses it and beats the hell out of it. And he's like, "Well, you know what? The the tip broke off, but I was doing something stupid. Everything else was great. I don't care. Like that's fine. That's great for us because people can see what it can do. Yeah, and and we can also see if. If the abuse was like over the top, where somebody wouldn't wouldn't on on a regular use wouldn't ever do that, and so if it fails, then we're okay with it. like I I think yeah. they're okay with it because it's it was used way past its limits. And see, I'm I'm that guy to a certain extent. I mean, like I told you, <laughs> I I took that Camp Creek knife in there, and I you know I was prying between big rocks, river rocks that are permanently st- stuck in the ground, you know, and. And I'm prying on things, looking for bait. Um, I was hitting the back of that knife against a tree, you know, basically just taking chunks out of a tree, trying to cut this tree down. 
um, hacking small limbs just with that knife in my hand. I mean, was it extreme for what that knife was made for? I I don't know, but it's but it's just stuff that I looked at and I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this knife. But for it's that. stuff you needed to do. Yeah. So and it, and yeah. guess what? It it did it all. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited to get to that point honestly with my own stuff for instance like my stove i told you i can stand on it right and there's a there's a like i said big competitor um one of their big claims to fame is a 300 pound guy can stand on this stove and it's there's no legs on it they don't tell you that but there's you know it's just the stove (laughs) sitting flat on the ground (laughs) so what do i do right i i assemble a takedown stove and i put it all together my six pieces and everything and and i'm making all my own stuff um with a metal brake, I'm, I'm folding all the braces, you know, I'm rolling all the edges on the doors and I mean, whatever it takes, I'm doing all that myself, but I get this thing welded together and done six pieces, put it together. I stand on it. No problem. And then I thought to myself, well, they stand on theirs with no legs, right? I'm gonna put the fucking legs on mine and see what happens. So <laughs> I put my brother over there and, and go to stand on it and I made it all the way. You're talking three eighths oh, rod, three eighths rod. <laughs> You're talking nice <laughs> rod, dry erase rod or not shaft? No, rod. no not can, shaft rod. You can say rod. That's there's no uh, racial. No, you're, you're talking three eighths rod for a leg, right? And you guys will get to see it on my prototype what the what the leg setup is. But I mean, it's it's three eighths solid rod in inside another piece of pipe, you know, so it's adjustable with a set right. screw. But I set it all up. I got all my weight on it, and like. I got up there on one foot, had my hand on my brother's shoulders, and it, it started to get the weeble wobbles, finally collapsed, and I was like, well, shit, I didn't really expect it to work, because, I mean, there's, in, in what world are you ever going to need that out of a stove, right? Yeah. But here was the cool part that my brother pointed out. Where those legs go on the bottom, it, it basically, when it was teetering, it folded one of those side panels, right? Well, I gathered it all up on the floor, folded the side panel back out with my hands, kind of just did some little tweaking and beating on the concrete floor. And in five minutes I had it put back together. And my brother was like, you know, that's actually kind of a cool point because if something does happen, something stupid or somebody falls in a tent, you know, and accidentally lands on this stove or a horse kicks one or something like that. And it's this stove, the way it's made and, and it's the sidewalls are 22 gauge sheet metal. And you can tweak this thing back together if shit goes wrong and still get it to go back together in its shape. And once you have the bottom and the top on solid, solid I mean, if it, if it fits together and the bottom and the top goes on it flat out, it's as strong as it was before period, Damn. which I thought was pretty cool. And no, it, you no know, that leak, was one like, of those things that no I didn't leaks, even, no, nothing like that. No. no. And it's cause it's, it's the way I built it on tolerances. Like I said, the bottom line is if it goes back together, it'll be okay. It's as good it's, as, it's back in the shape it needs to be, and everything is sealed up. Badass. But I, I can't wait to get to that point, like you guys are saying, because I'm not even close. But to that point where I am getting reviews, and I, you know, and I am able to to be to that point and figure out what people really think. I mean, that's an exciting thing for me. Like that's one of the things that drives me. Is it's like I want to get to that point. I want to have that following to where, like, hey, this is cool, or hey, this is kind of a piece of shit, and you need to fix it. You know, it's like. That's just going to drive me to work harder and, and fix the problem. Yeah, and the thing cool. is, you'll never make everybody happy. Never. Because some yeah. guy wants it lighter or some guy wants it stronger. stronger. Yeah. I'm already and, not making people happy. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah. like I told you guys, putting no restrictions on myself on what my company does type of deal. 
I mean, I've had two or three for the, that very successful business people, you know, and they're like, man, you got to pick, you got to pick this one thing or maybe these two things and kind of find your niche. Right. And it's like, well, I don't feel that way. I don't, I don't feel like I have to, I'm going to chase the things that, that mean something to me and that are important to me and where I see the gap in the market. And, and that's the direction I'm going to go. And as long as it's outdoor oriented, plus each thing is its own niche. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it it, it really is. And, and to just pick one or two things, well, fuck, it's been done. That's everybody else's niche. Like broaden the horizon. Yep. Cover all bases. Yeah. This, this, the whole, I don't know, the whole knife thing. I can't say it enough. Like it's, it's got me so intrigued compared to what I was before. I've been, I've been using a certain style of knife for so long, a certain type of tool. And now all that has just changed hundred percent. I made content Saturday and nobody on my crew had seen all local guys. Nobody had seen one of your knives and I wore it. And everybody was just like, holy shit, dude, where'd you get that? <laughs> Yukon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and, crazy that it, we're more well-known outside of Idaho than... And again, <laughs> I mean, I'm up a tree trying to hang two tree stands, one one for a hunter and one for a guy to, to film out of. I'd already dropped my saw and looked up and was like, oh, I still got to move some branches and stuff. Click. Just started hacking away with the old Camp Creek, and I mean, and it just that that knife never ceases to amaze me, man. And by the time we were done, everybody on my crew wanted one. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's 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 stuff like that. It's that easy. Once people see a product perform, you know, it's they want it, and that's and that's where I want to be. I want to have that product, no matter what it is. That that people are like, damn it, I yeah. gotta have that. You know, after after we we did we you know we did your podcast. And we brought up the the Camp Creek Fire Edition, you know, and and you said about the leather sheath. I like leather too, but Kytus is my go-to, you know. And ever since that, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make a fucking optional fucking Kytus dangler for this fucking thing for me, you know, just because I want it to be. Usually, we'll stick like, okay, we're gonna do this sheath for this knife, and then if you want a custom one, you get it made, whether it's leather, nylon, Kytus. But this one, I think we're gonna it's gonna be a, a an option that we're gonna make. That's cool. Yeah. And it's it's funny because you and I were in opposite shoes there because like it, you know once you guys proved to me with that leather sheath that you had, it's like all right, maybe leather's not you know. But even it's even good quality like, so heavy leather. If and, we did like a leather dangler, I'm down with that too. You follow me? Yep. That, that I've used. I think the whole whole last hunt season, I used a leather dangler in. Yeah, okay. that was badass. And and see, like I said, after seeing that one, you you putting that knife in there and freaking shaking it, yeah. and and I was like, holy shit, this isn't you know this isn't as bad as I thought. And then was it you that made the point with the Kydex too? If you're in the yeah. brush and all that shit, and rubbing. you and you hit it once, yeah. once it pops, I mean it's it's, yeah. it's kind of out, right? I've never had that with the Camp Creek, and I mean I've crawled through some nasty shit with that knife hanging on my belt. But I mean I don't see that being a problem with the leather now either. So I mean it, it kind of opened my eyes to the whole. Yeah, leather's good. Like I said, I, I like leather, but I don't know. There's gonna be another option for that. I I don't know why, but I'm like you, Kydex. I'm just I'm just partial to. I feel like when my stuff is in a is in a good Kydex sheath or holder. Just like pistols, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you just can't 
I just can't beat the feel of Kydex. Like I know when it when it seats in there, it's, you know, it's in there, it's protected. When you hear that click, there's like some peace of mind almost. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know, it's right. and whether it's and whether it's whether it's the knife or a pistol or what it, you know, I like like I know I have one on right now, and I know that when my pistol clicks in there, triggers covered. You know, all all the essentials, and I feel the same way with a knife or whatever. Right. I mean, it's like you like you said, you hear that click, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's, it's good, it's safe, it's yeah. secure. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And and I just probably don't have the experience with leather, I guess, to, well, to have just, that same feeling. If you if it initially has a, a tight retention, it just goes to trusting your equipment. Like, you know, just repetition is key. So, you know, the more you put it in and out of the sheath, you know how far down it's supposed to seat. You you get that just that feel and it's just trusting your equipment and knowing that even though it is leather, you put it where it needs to go, it's in it's seated the same way it always is. You don't need to worry about I've it. I've tried to seat it as far down as I can my whole entire life. And it never changes. <laughs> Still haven't hit Always the same. It seats in the same place every time. Like, Son of a bitch, don't go farther. God damn it. You know I bet your wife's happy to hear this little clip. You can, you can make the longest Kydex sheath you want. Still going to only seat. So far. Yep. And the, and the thing with, regardless of which sheath you choose, there's no matter what, after time, there's some maintenance you got to do. Like eventually, Kydex is going to start to loosen up. You got to kind of fix it yourself. Or eventually, leather will loosen up, and you got to oh, fix it yourself. For me, my biggest, my biggest fear of leather, <laughs> my biggest fear of leather is sitting on it wrong, leather sheath, motherfucker, and having it poke through the and having it fucking cut through, and you're not paying attention. You're up in the wood, and you go to reach for your knife, and you catch that leather, and it fucking slices you. That's my biggest fear. So what happens in the scenario where in those leather sheaths, if if you are in tight quarters a lot and that and that knife's trying to do this right, and your cutting edge is actually touching leather inside, so there's will a, there's that a, leather eventually wear down on that edge too? I mean, or does it not? Do you not really see it affecting the, the anything? Well, so we put a well on ours. You know, it's not like you're cheap. Fucking leather sheets you see out there, right? We're just sewed and, and your knives in. And there's no. like a rivet or two. We have a we have a leather a leather welt where your blade hits usually, and you're not gonna cut through that. You know, you really have to fucking sit there and fuck with it for hours and the, hours to do something. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is especially once the knife's in the sheath, your oh, your leather right there. The shape the shape of the handle and the way everything's put in, it's you don't get enough leverage to cut through. Yeah. For like, for me, more it's is. You're sitting, you know, you're up in the fucking wood. You're sitting on a fucking rock that's fucking pointy, and that sheath just catches that. You just sit on it wrong, and and you cut through the side or, or through the top, and then you don't think about it. You reach down and it fucking just slices you. That's my biggest fear for leather. Usually, the danger with leather is, is you're putting it in right. Like if you if you get that for angle some. wrong, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you place it in or before, take it out, where where yeah, they, sometime being in a hurry, I see people fucking yeah. cut through it. And you don't realize until you feel it. Yeah. You know? yeah I've seen that before. There was like there was one guy at a show that bought a knife. Little super trap. excited, yeah. put it in the sheath and had the handle t- twisted. So he missed the welt with the blade, cut straight through the sheath through into the his sheath. fingers. Into his fingers. And and you know, he was he was like that was, that was dumb, note, it was my fault, you know, like that was a bull But at the trout, same huh? time, yeah, it was a bull trout. You were that you were hmm? that, that was, was a, that one that was in Portland. Portland. That's yeah. gotta be a hell of a promotional deal though at a show when a guy can Oh, this wasn't cried straight. No, we no, had people we, cut themselves. 
leave, get attention, whatever they do, come back and buy it. Even <laughs> if they weren't in the market for a new knife, like there's yeah. something psychological. That motherfucker had my blood on it. I'm taking it. Yeah, something psychological about yeah. it. And so I try to cut Especially them. Especially because they're nice guys. <laughs> I try to cut them with more. Like <laughs> yeah, so we we carry first aid multiple first aid kits to every show. We actually, did, Greg and Maya just just set up a fucking just nice first aid kit. It, yeah, yeah, that was good. We got some comments like they were kind of negative on that post that. Scratch did on that red that on the my medic thing. And we're like, I looked through. I'm like, man, these are, the these thing are is, good thing. These like this is good stuff based on on that training we had with. And the uh, thing is, like, everybody <clears throat> will like. It's just like anything. Yeah. People see that and they're like, oh, that one's garbage. But they like this other brand that does the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least same. close to. Yeah. The You're same talking same about a my medic first aid yes. kit. Yes. So I I carry a my medic in the backcountry, and it's a it's a bigger kit like this. Uh, probably that. I, I just bought the the boat kit that they do because mm-hmm. it has all the, and that's going to be just to mount on my. Radar. So, the scissors it came in mine, not worth I, shit. I replaced I, mine with the Leatherman ones. Yeah, and <laughs> and I I went to a different a surgical pair of scissors that my my buddy got me, but I honestly went to use the scissors the first time on some moleskin. Um, my nephew was getting a blister on his heel. Nobody had a knife handy. This is That's before, I, just gave before I owned my Camp Creek. <laughs> That's but dumb. I went oh, yeah. to use those yeah. scissors. It it they literally would not cut moleskin, and oh, I was Jesus. like, "Well, that's fucking retarded," you know. And so I tossed them. But other than the scissors, everything else in that my medic kit has been really functional. Um, I carry the biggest kit out of anybody that I know right now that I run with anyway. I don't feel like it's big enough. Um, a bunch of the guys that I run with think that it's way too big until you start talking about it. It's like, dude, until you need it. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it's when insurance. you're, when it's you're so many miles back here or whatever, I mean, it's, there's, there's going to be shit. And then, and then you carry separate things like a good tourniquet, you know, that kind of stuff. And they're, Ooh, that's, that's weight. That's room in your pack or it's or you, death. <laughs> yeah. It's you not dead because you're not bleeding out of a freaking artery right now. You know? Yeah. 10 and more, the, 10 the, more ounces of weight. Versus losing my leg. Let's, the, let's see. The my medic kits, honestly, I don't feel. I mean, are they the highest quality stuff out there? No. Are they? Do they have a bunch of stuff in them that's going to get the job done and possibly save your life? Absolutely, man. And there's there's a hundred. You get on Amazon, dude, and there's there's a hundred different companies, you know, brand names, companies that make all these. And then there's super expensive ones too. And I've owned a couple of those. I've gotten to demo them. Um, could I really tell the difference? No. I, and and that's the honest truth. I mean, it's it's like it's it's just a lot of the same yeah. shit, just like you said. And sometimes with somebody it, else's name on it, and they charge more money. I mean, yeah. Well, and sometimes it just comes down to the components. Like the shears are bad. Put good shears in it. The rest of the kit's good. You know, or like this part's no good, or that part's no good. So yeah. take out the parts that are bad, and John. replace them with the better parts. It's it's tell them to stop yelling. You know, it's like it's like anything. Is it, Liam? Oh, yeah. he's out there. Yeah. Open it. Pro uh, pro tip. You want a good pair of scissors for a first aid kit? Yeah. If you are in the construction world at all or know somebody around here, like it's part of the phone company, if they get out on a phone job, those phone guys carry, they're kind of like a surgical pair of scissors, right? Not very big, about this long. Dude, they're the sharpest goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. And they they get them for nothing. And so... When you're on a phone job, a lot of times you can look at a phone guy and be like, hey, 
Can you know? Can I have that pair of scissors? You probably got a new one. They'll say, "Oh yeah, they'll give them to you." Let, it, me, let me buy those from you. No, they'll just give them to you. Really? And, it's, and they are the most gnarly freaking scissors. Okay, so when I find a phone guy and he doesn't give them to me, I'm like, "No, fucking Ben said, yeah, yeah, you would give these to me." Wait, they're still phone guys. Believe it or not, yeah, there really? is. A, there's a few. <laughs> we were just talking about that because we cut a phone line. They all work commercial now. A week oh, ago. residential. That's exactly what I said. I was like, I can't believe people still have yeah. it. And then I was like, Marge, hello, Marge. Like, that's the only, you know, some 80-year-old grandma is the yeah. only person on a landline talking to her friend down the road. Yeah, that's, and businesses, I guess. Yeah, you get that. You know, even a lot of businesses now, it's not... It's not as much. Well, it's internet phone, and I mean, yeah. it's all ran yeah. through a modem. They have multiple lines. I mean, it's it doesn't have anything to do with a hard phone line anymore. Yeah, not yeah. Zoom. Everything but there's zoom. still cables everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I find them. <laughs> mm. I find them. So you also mentioned that like you've taken out like beginners that really don't know about hunting and stuff. Hey, so are you, are you right? Oh, yes. So yes. you ever plan on doing like classes or like a... Like I don't know, like a like a like beginner's, an experience. like a yeah, like courses where you're like uh, take Dude. a few people out there, and that's a loaded <laughs> question. So here's my stance on. I mean, classes. I don't see myself with a whiteboard. I prefer the term pale board. Pale board. Again, <laughs> that's been dry erased. Dry erased. Um, just say it has been established. No, I. I mean, I'm not saying no. It's just kind of put me on the spot with that one. Something I've never really thought about. I'm way more into, I mean, I, I have a kid at work right now that's waiting for general deer this year to come up. Um, I kind of walked him through buying his own rifle. Um, I actually haven't been out with him yet at all, but I walked him through buying his own rifle, going out to the range, getting a zeroed. The only thing he didn't listen to me was what caliber a rifle he bought. Um, was looking at several different things and I'm, I'm not a 6.5 Creed fan. I'm a 6.5 PRC fan, but I don't, I'm not on the, <laughs> Buy I'm, ammo. Yeah, I'm not on the, I'm not on the Creed more train. <laughs> but I told him, I was like, you know, a 6.5. I like went a, and bought a fucking uh, uh, PRC. Yeah. Three or four boxes of ammo. And yeah, then good nothing. luck. Yep. And so I went and bought a Creed more like the next day and then bought like, I think. A case. The case. Yeah. Fuck. Yep, PRC's really hard to get at right now, but it's such a better round. That's just my opinion, but. No, but he, I mean, this is just recently, so choices were limited anyway, right? right. Kids, 120 pounds soaking wet, buys a 300 win with Jesus no break on it. And I was Christ. like, bro, you know, he handled it. Um, and then I, I got him into a, a custom break that I think he's going to buy that'll help. But he handled it. He went to the range, shot it, tried to, you know, zeroed it and everything. And I'm going to take him out deer hunting general, general season here in October. Good kid. He's a rock hound, kind of a kind of a nerd sorry austin if you ever listen to this but you know kind of a nerd really good kid really excited to just get out right he'll yeah. hike miles and miles and miles looking for rocks ambitious and i was like well you'll hike miles and miles and miles looking for deer too <laughs> yeah. but it's it's stuff like that and walking through you know walking people through those first experiences that that's pretty fulfilling to me i wouldn't count a class out um doing the you know, being in the same situation with my wife, that was a learning experience. Because as a couple, <laughs> it's different. It's different. Yeah. You know, you go to criticize somebody about what they're doing, and it's like, you know, for instance, if it was if it was me and you, Craig, or me and you, it's I wouldn't be afraid. You know, while you're sitting behind a gun or whatever, hey, dumbass, you you can't do that. You know, yeah, don't don't, don't do that. This is a bad habit. Yeah, your your wife. It's like, um, sweetie, <laughs> you 
you know, this is kind of... Hey, it's kind of frowned upon. You probably shouldn't do this because she, you know, you, you got to know that they're a little more sensitive to everything that's going on. <laughs> can so we, you, can we you just do talk it. for just a second? Just to, yeah. You, you know, do it. You do it <laughs> Leave it for the podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like a 10 minute conversation and it's like a real simple thing to change. There was but a, with a dude, it's like, don't fucking do that, man. Yeah. There's a couple times that she was not um, thrilled with me just because. I, I came at her blunt enough with some stuff, you know, that she felt like she was doing it really wrong type of deal. And I and I didn't really realize that until I kind of stepped back and looked at it. Until she, she told something. you. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. You know, you're not you're not all my boys that I hang out with, and I got to be a little careful how I approach things with you. And that that's how Craig is if you go with them. Yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to <laughs> kind of sweeten it up, like sweetie buddy, fuck you, well, kid gloves, fuck, fuck you. Look. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like you, you talk about classes, and all gay. this stuff runs through my mind. Of like, hey, hey, bud, can we? Just pause we, for a second. It's never happened. It's never happened. It's Every never time. been like that. Never happened. You know what? I'll unless, give you, I'll give you shoot, your opportunity. We'll unless he's shooting fucking dove. And, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you make the tennis noise when you throw shit, too? No. No. Left-handed. I'd actually throw right-handed. <laughs> I, I can't throw Fuck left-handed. Shit. Really? You got used to it? Oh no no no! I've never thrown left-handed. I've really? never been able to. Because I know you. Have you it, ever you... thrown anything? Period. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get mad. Tantrums. Let me get mad. Look, tantrums. Get all your jokes out. Get them out. That was an easy one. I'm sorry. That was an okay. easy one. And then, so it's harder to get things that are for left-handed people. So it like is. when I was learning how to throw, I was learning how to throw a baseball, and so the mitt that I had. Right. It's on this hand. Left-handed man. Yeah. And so I threw with my right hand. That's just Same with your golf clothes for a while you were using right-hand golf clothes. Well, right. I yeah, first so like golfing with them. The my my experience of learning to throw was all based around baseball and so like I I played baseball when I was a little kid, not not even into like junior high. But I batted right-handed, I threw right-handed, I you know, but I, everything else I do left-handed. Did you do the the no, no yeah, more like uh, this. that's hey, Zeus, that's softball. Um, <laughs> so no, I didn't do that. Uh, well, like I said, yeah, it's like I learned how to play guitar right-handed because in my head, this like when you're playing a guitar right-handed, your left hand is the one that's doing all the all the work. And I'm like, well, that seems left-handed to me. Really? Fuck you, guitar motherfucker. <laughs> so you never got a uh, left-handed guitar? I work with both no, hands. Really. I work with both no. hands myself. I, and the thing, is, the thing is, left-handed guitars yeah. cost more. Leo says, and, call and me and Fender. If I, if I had learned how to play guitar left-handed... Fight for it. <laughs> Sorry, keep, keep it going. going. Yeah, no, keep yeah, going. You're, you're good, you're good. Keep it going. I find this interesting. If I had learned how to play guitar left-handed mm. and I go somewhere where there's guitars, I can't play them. That's true. So, would it, would, do you think it would have been harder to learn? Like, because most I've, teachers are right-handed, would it be kind of weird, or would it so, have been not easier? So much. I've never so, like, had a, a problem tr- like doing that. No, flipping things like that. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd have a hard time. Jimi Hendrix. Like, well, Jimi Hendrix, what he and and Jimmy he Hendrix would use right-handed played, guitars. Yeah, I was gonna say, but he and played, played, a, he played a left-handed upside, guitar upside, upside down. Upside down. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. He played yeah. shit. He was that dude was just yeah. He uses it all together. My nephew's left-handed, but he does so many fucking things right-handed that I almost like it's almost backwards like no he's right-handed but writes with his left because that's about the only fucking thing he does on my on my so I have my little leather station set up at my house right and I have left-handed scissors that I bought specifically 
because I'm left-handed. And I cut weird with them because I'm used to cutting with right-handed yeah. scissors. And so I'm used to cutting and going like this. And I, I can't get used Gosh, to see, using so my you're phone just down for now. That didn't happen to me this time. I can't get used to left-handed scissors. Like, people Answer don't realize it. it, but the way they, the way they cut, you, <laughs> you can see a line. Yeah. And so I'm used to looking at the wrong side. And so I use my left-handed scissors, and I always get just fucking... fucking so you're, just, you're just ambidextrous now. Because my but son's I, the same way, too. Like, he, he eats with his left, and he writes with his left, but most of the other stuff he does with his right. So, like, I don't so know. I'm going to have to do battle with some know. of the same stuff, because my daughter's right-handed. She's left-eye dominant. Oh, so, so when I started gonna... shooting guns with my daughter, at first, she wanted to lean over the butt of that gun like this all the way across. And so you know you or i would be looking with our right eye down this way and she's going like and i'm like hey you can't do that and i didn't understand it she's like but that's the only way i can see see it's the only way it makes sense to me and i i never would have so i mean you teaching her how to shoot left-handed instead or well she i mean you really only have one or two options i told her i said you either have to shoot left-handed which she really doesn't want to do or use your right eye uh, apparently my mom was the same way you can put a patch you make them wear an oh, eye yeah, patch. Yeah. Put a put an eye patch over their left eye. Make them use their right eye for a while, and they'll pick it up. Especially kids, teenagers, yeah, younger kids. I mean, they'll they'll adapt to it super quick. One of the guys on my crew is is like 100 percent ambidextrous, dude. It, it's it freaking pisses me off because he's like <laughs> best basketball player I know too. He's just turning 42, and he's like the Steph Curry of rigby. And can you shoot? Can you shoot with either hand? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he he coached with me this year on our daughter's basketball team, and it and it pisses me off because we'd always play like warm up lightning and stuff with the girls, and he'd shoot left handed and still win, and it's just like <laughs> I don't know, left handed people are fucking retarded. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I uh, <laughs> soccer was kind of was my sport, and I could see that, and I was. I, <laughs> Okay. That's fine. I ran a lot. I fucking I ran a lot. Um, Soccer's tough, but I, I it is tough. I was left foot dominant, but I could I could do either foot, and and I would it always bugged the shit out of me. The guys on my team could not use their left foot at all. It always bugged the shit out of me. I was like, guys, just use your fucking left foot. Figure I it out. Guys. The ball's right there. Just fucking pass <laughs> it with your left foot, and they won't. They would not do it. Yeah, Refuse. Hard. And 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 I didn't understand that because I could still pass and shoot with my right foot. Like it wasn't a problem. I'm the I, same I, way. I, just, I can I use never both. Had that I issue. can use both my feet. Doesn't my my feet dominancy doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and but it just well, like when it comes to other things, like any any kind of sport, like I golf left-handed. I suck at golf right or left-handed. Don't matter. But I'm a little better left-handed. But like baseball, I grew up right-handed. I do. I did all that. When, when you were taking Krav Maga, which hand did you choke the shit out of those women with? Your left or your right? Both. Both. Yeah. I like to <laughs> double, double fist, fist that. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> So back to his question, but the one thing I, I got to point out, though, like I, I said, I don't know what he asked. I, like, I, I, I don't know what he asked. I'm lost. The one thing yeah. I will say I is, like, like, I, like I told Craig, I'm going to yeah. give him his chance, right? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to do this whole like uh, <laughs> bear hunting thing and whatever, and I hope we see success. But I'm just, I'm going to know who the success comes from because I'm going to hear a gunshot, and then I'm, and then you just in the background, you just hear this. I shot a bear. <laughs> that was Craig. Oh fuck! Did you guys no. do it like that? No, Wait, not no more. Maya's not <laughs> going with us. <laughs> Got to have somebody to go get the shit. No, <laughs> Maya dragging a bear. Maya's an excellent bird dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah, he's a, bear dog, a good bird dog. 
No, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> he like goes in after the bear's <laughs> not dead yet. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> no, back to the question about teaching, though. That's a tough one. I mean, I, I love teaching people. I don't know that I could do it in like a classroom setting. Mm. But I mean, it'll, it'll always be my goal to, to introduce people to anything outdoors that I can get them into. Fishing, it doesn't matter. And I, you know, so far in my podcast and stuff, I've, I've, I've been real focused on, on hunting and now I'm getting into fishing and I, you know, it even says in my, in my bio and stuff like motorsports, I grew up big time in motorsports. I mean, I'm going to focus some on that stuff in the future and you know, the whole, the whole deal, any way I can get people outside. Do yeah, it. Cause one of the things that wow. is, cause it's, it is bad company outdoors, not hunting or fishing. Yep. Yeah. Or and that's the reason I that. stuck with that. Yeah, because like one of the things you you butcher your own animals, right? That's what Craig I do. was saying. So like that's something that because a lot of people do hunt, but they don't know how to <coughs> really. Even a lot of people here in Idaho yeah. Falls, Izu, yeah. Like we were talking with Craig the other day. A lot of people take it over to Glenwood or whatever the fuck wood and and, and hey, get they, process. They, they <laughs> got it. They got the it. Wood. And then I never heard of that one. Somebody else. <laughs> Which one? Whatever the fuck wood. Yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I haven't been to They're that one yet. I'll have to try that. Yeah, it's There's just a, just up the road from Glen. <laughs> Yeah. They're not bad. <laughs> but they'll take them and they'll get them processed. You don't know what the fuck you're getting back. Yeah, you're getting your... your you're getting count, your weight. You're, you're getting your weight back. Exactly. You're not getting your animal back. Correct. There's, so, there's, yeah, there's very you know, few so where you, you when do. We did this, when we did your podcast, Ben, and you're like, fuck, we'll go through it. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm down for that shit. Well, I want to learn how to process. So little do you know, I already have a plan. I have That's a plan. Badass, man. Um, and that plan is, I actually just talked to one of my friends... That's on a pegboard. He's a <laughs> no. It's on a dry erase board. <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct here. You're doing a good job. I'm making it. You're doing better than normal. A pegboard. Pegboard is worse. I have. I don't know what to. I just can't decide what to think about you. Cork board. That's all there is to it. I just don't. I just. I just can't pin it down. That's just. That's after my that's podcast. Good. My wife was like, "So what do you think?" I was like, "Dude." That Craig guy. Yeah, that Craig guy, I just don't know. I know. He's, I, I he's mysterious. He's fucking left I'm not, I'm not mysterious at he's, all. He's, no. There's some mystique about him. Um, Thank you. I asked one of my buddies that's kind of a taxidermist on the side, and he is he's the one that's helping me on some bait locations this year, uh, runs dogs, been chasing bears for his entire life. I mean, this guy knows about more about he's He's forgotten more about bears than I know. He is going to help us when you or you or whoever shoots a bear because that's going to happen. Um, we're going to do a full-blown video on how to dress that bear, starting with skinning that bear because when you lay a bear open, right? And so let me, before you keep going, Jesus, so just, we were talking about this and I didn't think about it until he brought it up, but you, you, you fucking completely skin a bear and it looks like a person hanging. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's if you want to see it, like I said, when we do this, we'll, we'll hang this bear mm. I want to do it in the field, right? And this yeah, is what yeah, I told yeah. him. Um, I want to hang the bear in the field and skin it. And then most guys around here don't use the bear meat, which blows my mind because it just it's it's freaking fantastic. I read like that I took it recently. I'm like, you you're not they, required to use the meat. No, you're correct. Yeah, because you because it's to. because it's a predator, and most people don't. Um, blows my mind. Most people don't use it, and they're and they're nuts because bear roasts. I mean, bear meat in general is good, right? And especially for things like breakfast sausage, like I was telling you. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much stuff you can do with it. You do have to be a little careful because they're a predator, and so they carry trichinosis. And so whatever you do, you got to cook them 
long enough. You have to get them over 160. As long as you get the meat over 160, you're good. Um, some people will say, well, I don't, I don't cook, you know, I don't cook any of my meat over 160. Well, bear just yeah. so happens to be <laughs> like a bear roast cooked to 160 or 170 is still just like fall apart. Fuck meat, dude. It's, it's, really it's well done. Shit. I always thought it was like but, hard, like hard meat. No, it's, it's, that, not, and that's it's, what people, everybody says. Yeah, a lot of, it's, it's way different than anything. A lot of people that don't like any kind of game animal, it's usually because they want to just cook it with nothing. And it's um, like, you don't do that with beef. You season it still. They don't like you marinate, you marinate it or you do right. this or that. Like, and I don't cook just, my elk steaks any different than I cook a beef steak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. In yeah. fact, I'll cook an you'll elk fucking, steak with ruin, less shit. Like, I, I'll, you'll ruin the fucking salt, elk steak. Salt, pepper, you on it. medium rare, done. Like, because yeah. it's, because elk meat's good that way, right? But the bear thing, it's like, so I want to do the video of skinning the bear because when you go to, when you go to skin a bear, if you're doing it for the taxidermist, if you're going to make a rug or whatever, and, I'm going to admit here, I've never done it. I, this will be a learning experience for me too because I've never skinned my own bear. You get to the wrist, you got to break the wrist because you leave everything in their paw, which is basically a hand. You, you leave it all in there and the taxidermist takes care of that later. Okay. So you got to get to a certain point, know where to split them. Same thing with their, their neck back here. You, you, you skin them all the way around and then when you, when you basically disconnect their head, right? Because you got to leave the head with them. And then after that, I want to do a breakdown video of quarter and that bear and everything because it's it's no different than an elk hanging there, even though it looks like a freaking dude. Cuts, um, cuts are all the same. You, yeah, you still got your back straps, tenderloins, you know, front quarter, rear quarter, blah blah blah. I mean, it's all going to break down the same. And it's a it's an awesome spot to to utilize some of your guys's products, just in the sense that well, the bear, like I said, you're going to go through and skin the whole thing. And so you guys have a couple of products that are 100% basically dedicated to that. It's like, I'm going to skin this whole bear with one knife that's meant to skin shit. And then I'm going to reach in my kit and pull out another knife and I'm going to start cutting these quarters down. And he agreed to, to help us do that. Right. And, and cause that, I mean, like I say, even that's a humbling experience for me cause I've never done it. So he's going to walk us through all that stuff. And then I totally agree with your idea of what you had on my podcast is I think we'll go through after that and, and do a a hundred percent might be a couple of video series. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it turns cool. out. But but processing that yeah, whole bear from field. My my favorite saying. You guys heard me say it from field to table. And so it's we'll make our own sausage. And and dude, this day and age, especially with the bullshit that's going on right now. I mean, who wants to go to the store right now and buy freaking sausage? <laughs> sucks it's expensive yeah, it's so fucking expensive yeah and so all of a sudden you go right out our back door right here and you kill a bear and i'm gonna if if i kill a bear i'm probably way down the list because i'm gonna try and help you guys kill bears and whatever but if i kill a bear it's like i told my wife i'm gonna save like two rear quarter roasts and then the rest sausage. of the rest of that bear is going sausage, sausage. man breakfast sausage yeah. and just because for the next year I don't have to care anymore. It's like Saturday morning, Sunday morning, breakfast sausage. I have it in the freezer. And that's a, that's a good feeling. And, and not only that, just like you said, knowing where it came from, right? It's like, I did this. I know what's in it. I know where it came from. And then there's, there's so much other shit with a bear that we can do in the breakdown. I mean, rendering the fat, um, meat eaters made that super popular, Mm -hmm. but if you look into that, I mean, I'll be the type of guy that goes from throwing butter in the pan 
to to fry my eggs to little drizzle of rendered bear fat same same deal flavor is great i mean you can use it baking you can use it on your boots i know guys that use it on their boots i know guys that oil their guns with it i mean it's 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 a, there's a lot of usefulness oh man it's a, it's, it's such a versatile thing to have and once you render it and put it in a jar it's good for, for a while oh yeah long time so it's like it's yeah. great can, can you during uh, this good. process eat, like uh, suck the bone marrow out of out of <laughs> you can you some something oh something. EJ, ej's gone you're talking shit again already not about ej <laughs> <laughs> Sucking the bone <laughs> <Never> mind. <laughs> oh shit! It didn't so, go well with EJ last time. So <laughs> he threw me into uh, the women's bathroom. My wife's big time into making. It was cool. Like bone stocks, mm. and so yeah, I mean, with with any animal, it, it it doesn't matter. Again, you just have to you'd have to boil it good, you know. But yeah. which making a stock, you probably would anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just the same. Take all those bones, throw them in a pot, make a. Yeah, make a we, stock that you can use on, you know, in, in stews, soups, whatever. I mean, like I said, my wife's huge on that. So we keep, we keep deer bones, elk bones, all that. She'll, you know, boil it up. So the longer you hang out with us, the more you'll realize that everything is a sexual joke. No, no. And so uh, when he asked if you could suck the bone marrow no. out of it, he was, no. it was a sexual joke to him. No. It, it, because yeah. to me it was, absolutely. Yeah, That's why you were asking me. Yeah. So because when EJ was here, he was saying... <laughs> Like in the bone yeah. and my brain's going so many different directions. Like yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna make one comment, but then when my <laughs> wife listens to this, I would get my ass kicked. So I'm gonna refrain from that one. I, I, I also don't know where to. Something I have learned. Oh yeah, from oh yeah, every from, Spanish word. Yep, literally. <laughs> okay, go go to my kids, motherfucker. Go. There's like go. maybe three words in this Spanish, Spanish language, language that don't. Translate. Directly translate to dick. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like, and one you, of them is nothing C. is sacred. I think like chorizo. Yeah, that's dick. No, yep. You say that around the wrong people, people start laughing. It's yeah. Like, do what? you want some chorizo, Dylan? Yeah. It's, you can't well, answer that. It's a got, fucking trap. You yeah, got me. It's a trap. I'm it's thinking. A, you think I'm it's thinking sausage? <laughs> and don't go bad places with this. But I'm just thinking food. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's not. It's I didn't not. say anything. No. Because it is a direct translation <laughs> yeah. to dick. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Do you want do you want chili? Like yeah, that's salsa? dick. You can't say dick. yes. Yeah. Because it means Do you like sweet potatoes? Dick. That's dick. Too. It also means Camote, dick. Yeah, it means dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically when I walk through here and any of these guys are like, hey, you want and then I yeah, just say no. If they offer you anything, just say no. If they offer you anything in Spanish, not me. Look, say, look that shit up before you say yes. <laughs> or do you just ask him, what's the, what's the American word for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that dick. No. Uh, yeah. I'm out. That dick. Do you want some bread? But anyway, back to the content creation. Like One of the things we like, we, like, we try to get out and, and get as much content. And that's something you can't fake. You can't fake the skinning. And, but it's it's a difficult thing to for us to record because how often are you guys like killing elk or killing bear and, and so like there's actually seasons for that no I know no, there's no, seasons but, but but it's like you get a couple of chances yeah you get a, a couple of chances and that's it like yeah. you're you're done for the whole year yeah um, the bear so, thing so it should be easier to narrow down well, <laughs> there's only enough. a couple times that you yeah. can go film that is true the bear thing hopefully will be better just because when you're baiting bears like we are like 
if you do a, a spot and stock bear scenario, then it's then it's tougher. I mean, your odds go way down. Yeah. But you know, we're probably going to run. I think we got three baits that we're discussing right now. Um, with, I mean, I mean, you could have you could have twenty different bears coming in, right? And so, if the shoe fits, you know, good bore or whatever, it doesn't even have to be. I mean, I'm not going to stop anybody. The lost states, no sow with cubs, right? right. So you got to be a little careful. But I mean, if I got you guys in the stand and, and I don't tell anybody what to, to shoot or not shoot, you know, if we, if we find a young boar or whatever, and you're like, man, that's my bear, do it. I mean, and it, it's, we, we will have opportunities. Like mm-hmm. I can promise you that it's our, our 10 guys going to shoot bears. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, five of us, maybe, I mean, that's, that's a, that could be a reality and that there's lots of circumstances that are so going to go into that. So chances of getting at least one bear are pretty high. Oh, if, if we don't, this whole thing that I'm doing right here. If you don't get one bear, then. If we don't shoot one bear, then change I it. probably ought to rethink some things about, <laughs> about how I'm. It'll be bad company how insulting. It'll be bad company outdoors, kind of. <laughs> or put the, outdoors-ish. Put yeah. the emphasis yeah. on the bad part. Yeah. yeah. Like all caps yeah. undermine. Yeah. Yeah. Bad company staying inside. Bad yeah, at what we'll, they do. We'll just have to call Bear World, see if they have an old bear that they're looking to get rid of. shit. Yeah, something right. needs put yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll do anything for good content. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to call Bear World. You're just going to hear it on the news. Bear World missing three bears. Oops. Local local man man suspected. YouTube channel Bad Company has the exact same bear. (laughs) No, I... It's Ben's hand, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) No, so when it comes to the content thing, I'm like, honestly, I'm a nervous wreck. The first content that that we are really trying to make and that we filmed was a week ago. Um, There'll probably (laughs) be stuff that we film every weekend till the end of June, I'm guessing right now. And then when we get into July, we'll have, um, elk scouting trips that where we're hiking into the back country, you know, six, eight, 10 miles, whatever. But the, but the content thing is a new thing for me. And I've had some people, you know, really cool reaction. Oh man, that's cool. I can't wait to see it. I've had other people. Oh yeah. You and everybody else, you know, it's just going to be the same shit. I, everybody's got their own feel when it comes to content, their own, you know, their own attitude and things that come with it. I'm, I'm trying to be a little more raw, not so formal. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to leave all the raw language in it just because a lot of what I'm doing is, is centered towards youth too, you know, getting right. kids involved and stuff. But I mean, so there'll, there'll be probably a lot of bleep noises in our editing, but I, but I want it to be a little more raw. I don't want it to be so cleaned up that it looks Manufactured. Did you follow, you follow yeah. what I'm saying? It looks like on every single one. Like that's that's, like that's the your bag and trophy animals. I, I, I want yeah. this to be. I mean, I'm after those trophy animals and stuff, but I also want want this to be more of that backyard. You know this this is how we do it all the time. Like like sometimes it's not going to be a big old planned out deal. It's it's. I mean, we're trying to watch these bears on cell cameras right now, right? And so it's like I told Dylan when it comes to you guys hunting or whatever might be kind of a spur of the moment deal because it's just like if I get a good boar coming in at one o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes they're, they're pretty consistent because they're, they're making rounds or doing mm-hmm. what they do. Okay. So we get a bear in two days in a row. I might call one of you guys and say, Hey, tomorrow at 12 o'clock, we need to be in the stand because this bear has been here two days in a row. 
at one o'clock in the afternoon. And that's the way it rolls. You know, they don't, they don't show that shit anywhere else. It always looks like this big planned out journey, you know, and you walked across fucking three mountains to oh, get yeah, there. Three, and- three mountains and you're in the stand and all of a sudden this giant bear just magically appears and all this, Cause you, you know, did everything like, right. And it wasn't luck at all. Dude, I'm, I'm going to show the stuff where that, where it doesn't go right. And if we make a bad shot or, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to show that I'm going to showcase the stuff where it does go right. And we end up in my shop with a bear hanging and, and we're doing videos on how to Fuck yeah. utilize this bear type of deal. But I, I want it to be more raw. I want it to, to have more feel. And I'm sure everybody says that, that they want to make their shit different. We got to go side in our rifles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know what? That might be a good idea. Hey, <laughs> just bring an eye. We all heard that. <laughs> oh, just, shit. Just, <laughs> just bring an eye. It's fine. I'm not going to say Craig and I fucking missed last year, but we might. But I, I'm nervous, dude, yeah. when, it, when it comes to the content. And, and I mean, I've picked your guys' brains about podcast stuff already and just just because i'm that new at all this and it's like it's a giant learning curve for everything i'm doing yeah. right now well, and i you know one of my biggest fears us, you know? it still is we're one still of, we're yeah. still learning one of my biggest fears it's like i told you guys i can't wait to get to that point to where it's like i have reviews and even if they're negative it's like okay i'm learning from this yeah. but one of my biggest fears too is is that it tanks um everybody I've, has I've, imposter syndrome i've never been that person yeah, definitely like i've never Anything I ever really wanted to do, I figured it out and I've done it and I've made it work and it might've taken a little time. And so I'm, I'm that kind of a person, you know, I'm going to, I've, I've told myself already, I'll drive this deal until I make it work and I make it work the way I want it to. But it is when we started filming last weekend, it was just like, damn, I hope this turns out the way I want it to. Yeah. The only comments that suck are the ones that like don't offer like any, like good feedback because negative comments are okay. Yeah. As long as criticism. as long as they come with like why they're saying that, but a lot of them they're like, yeah, you guys suck. Yeah, 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 we've had people. <laughs> we've had people that are like just like five posts in a row, just like, oh, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's, that's fucking dumb. dumb. And then you find out it's because they like leather, not Kydex. So yeah. It doesn't matter what sheath you put a knife in. If it's not yeah. leather, they don't like it. Or, or you say why? Like why are you saying that? I was just kidding, man. Oh, you wanted attention. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. yeah. just and just get out of here. See me at Blaze Show, bitch. No, and then we have to remind. <laughs> oh, then we, we have to remind people no. we're <laughs> a knife manufacturer. We're not a fucking sheath manufacturer. We're, we're a we knife are. manufacturer. Yeah. We make. Good well, what did I say though, on my, on my do. podcast? Don't like, talk shit to the. Don't talk shit to the guys from the knife company. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, people. I don't know all this bullshit. You know, I. They focus on a small portion of what they purchased. Like they have this amazing knife, this tool that is not going to fail them that their grandkids can use, but they're pissed off because there's a certain type of paracord belt clip on the fucking sheath. It's like <laughs> they don't like fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Have one made, figure it out, make it work. Like, yeah. Cause the knife we, is, we make it. knives. Yeah. Like that's our main thing. And the <laughs> like, thing, and the, and the thing is we make good sheaths, but, they don't work for everybody. They're, they're not for We're everybody. trying to make a sheet that's going to work for a lot of people. But you might want a different carry style. That guy might yeah, want a different you carry style. You are right. Style. It doesn't say tops, sheets. You know? And, and, it says tops, knives. And that's the thing. Like, like I say, we do try to make a good sheath. And most of our knives have a solid sheath on them. Like whether it's yeah. Kydex or nylon or leather. And, and 
but it's not going to work for everybody. It's just not. Well, it's just There's like no my way. stoves. I'm yeah. not going to fit every application. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a... Some people are going to want it lighter. Yeah. And some people are going to want more heavy duty. Some people are going to want yeah. a Colorado cylinder stove that weighs 100 pounds by the time it's all put together and they pack it in. A, you know, it takes a, a whole horse to pack in their stove. Yeah. And, but, that's, but that's what they like. And it's... I mean, just like you said before, you're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah. yeah. I want to put you guys on the spot. For a second, because I actually had. Nah, yeah, you can't get out of it's that. It's five thirty. Oh shit! Five minutes. <laughs> um, one oh, one well, question. This better be a five minute spot. Hey, Susan. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> one question, kidding. because I did have somebody on my crew ask me this after. See, my crew is new, and I did it on purpose. I handpicked some dudes that I had recently met. Guys that I knew were passionate about what they were doing, um, and I, I honestly wanted the relationships to be kind of new, just. So that we can all learn about a bunch of stuff together. And it's actually unfolded really cool. It's, it's gone just the way I wanted it to. And, and these guys are legit. But after listening to a couple episodes of the podcast, they stumbled onto number six. And I've had two people ask me in the last week about Muley Skinner and a Muley Saw. And I saw them sitting in the box, not, you know, Blades. But what's the you know what's the outlook on that? What's the timeline? What's the sheets? Fill, fill people in. We're just waiting on sheets. So uh, we have the the problem we're going to run into is no matter what we didn't make enough right now. So we're going to release it, and in less than a day we'll probably be sold out. And that's not me exaggerating. I'm not talking shit. Like that's we being, won't ship that's them. Being real. We won't ship them all that day. But they no, will just, all be sold. You're that just day. giving people the harsh truth. It's like the, yeah. it's like. You're yeah. just not going to have them. And, and the right other now, thing right, we're going to right do... Right now, sorry, before you no. keep going, right now, I don't care if I run three, 4,000 of them. If I run three, four, five, six, seven thousand of them, that means we're not running nothing else. And we have a I lot can, of models. You know, <laughs> and we have a lot of models. You know, and I know people are like, well, just limit down the models. No, fuck that. That's not who Top says. Right. I'm not going to do that. Um, so I run 5,000 models. We don't run nothing else for months. And I still don't think that's enough. Yeah. I still think we'll be. <laughs> that's a good problem yeah, to have. Yeah. So, yeah, we, like as an example, the last knife that we released, we made three times more, more than three times three more, times. what we normally do for a first run, and they sold out in less than a day. Yeah, they sold out in two days. We like yep, to say two days. It was about a day and a half. But it doesn't matter <laughs> if we do three and a half times more or ten and a half times more. All that's going to do is buy us. Maybe two or three more days, but the end result is going to be the same. They're and going, it's going to be worse. They're going to fucking worse. sell out. Yeah, that's, they're going to so, sell out, and we're not making anything else. The other thing that's going to sell this one out fast is we're going to make a leather sheath that'll fit both knives, and we're going to make Kydex sheaths if you buy them separate, and so people can pick and choose, and that will also just sell them out way faster. Like right, we're, compound the whole problem. Yeah, they're going to be gone. Yeah. They're going to be gone almost immediately. But we're very close. The knives and handles are both made. We're just waiting on sheaths to be like tweaked and finished up. Kydex sheaths are basically done. I think um, I'm going to buy 10 of them. This custom. <laughs> but the Kydex sheaths are basically done. Correct? Yes, they Angel's are. They are pretty done. Much They're finished. done. They're done. The leather sheaths, we have, a, we have one prototype. We made a little change. As soon as we get that done, we're just going to be like, okay, go make them, and then we'll be ready. Because I've had some guys ask about... The Camp Creek that I carry, just because they see it and Two they weeks. want one. Um, and then that Muley Skinner, Muley Saw. So I carry a saw that's great big saw. Um, I've only been carrying it for a year. 
my buddy Bo Beatty introduced me to them. It's called a Fano saw. They come out of Chico, California. They got a uh, they got a bottom curved to them, right? Teeth are down here. Pretty lightweight, really sturdy. Um, known to cause cancer. Known to cause cancer. Oh, of course, obviously, yeah, everything in yeah. California. the state of California. Yeah. 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 Really nice um, leather scabbard comes with it, so you can strap it on your backpack. I mean, it doesn't weigh much, but for what's it called? It's a, a Fano saw. And I'll, sh- I'll show you if you want to see it. Yeah. But these things are legit. And I'm talking legit. Like last year in the Frank Church, we cut the mass majority of our firewood with this saw, cutting trees like this. And just, I mean, their tooth design and everything, these things just run good, right? But I did have somebody when we were setting up tree stands, when I, I dropped that saw down and I had to have my, my guy, Spencer Miller, up to me because I missed some stuff before I pulled out the knife. And that's when he asked, he's like, dude, what about that muley saw that you were talking about? He's like, is that the kind of knife that'll do this kind of stuff? And I said, well, I don't know yet, but I'm hoping. Because I, after he said that, it's like, you know what? If I had that bitch on my belt, it would have been perfect for that. I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the perfect length knife to just... How, how big a branch are we talking? Inch and a half? Yeah, inch and a half. It'll probably do that okay. Um, yeah, but little... when you're me up the tree... Hanging, hanging from a lineman's rope, and you have it in. The, I mean, then it's the perfect tool. Yeah, because you know, it's there. Because yeah. you have it. Yeah, yeah exactly. because it's it's there, and it'll do, it'll do the job. It might take, take a few a extra strokes yeah. or whatever, which I'm used to that. But <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. So I, I I actually I actually have. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about like the podcast or the content world, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is so far the podcast I. I've had, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to put out numbers here. I've had like 1,000 listeners total, right? But in that 1,000 listeners, I've had people and a, and a few people I actually don't even know that figured out who I was, mm-hmm. got onto the podcast and somebody else, hey, I listened to this. It was cool, you know? Where do I, where do I get this or where do I find this? And it's like that's the kind of stuff I look forward to is the word getting out there. And it's like, man, it's coming. But that, that Muley Skinner Muley Saw deal is driving me nuts because I just – I got a freaking yeah. We're really I got close. a freaking test one, man. We are I got really a, close. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And then, like I said, the Camp Creek, just the just the normal Camp Creek. Everybody that gets their hands on my knife goes nuts. I mean, they're just I gotta have one, you know. Yeah, our our knives. One of the things that they have is when you when you see them on the website, you're like, that looks a little different. It looks, it doesn't look quite like a normal knife because the, there's some designs to them that are you uti- like that make it function just a little bit better. But once you hold it and once you get, the, once you get the feel for it, you're like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. And th- no, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And, 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 and that's where you get hooked is when you pick one up. It's not necessarily. Oh, yeah. see it. it's, it's so, so at the shows, at the shows, seriously, we're there and three, four of my guys, five of my guys were there pretty much to watch over the tables for everything we have. The knives sell themselves. Yeah. And of course, to answer people's questions, but you you sit back, and you you get people that follow us and that actually know who Tops is, but never really got a chance to hold the variety we have. They'll say from here to here, take them two to three hours. Oh yeah, yeah. we and have people come back four or five like, times. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. ne- next time and you go, next time you go to like a sportsman's warehouse or wherever you go, and you see one of a knife from a different company. Just kind of look like, look at it, kind of get a feel for it. There's 
not all of them, but a lot of them feel unfinished. And they there's something that doesn't quite feel right, and you don't get that with with ours. For me, a lot of times, it's the grip. So when, when we did my podcast and I was holding those knives up and talk about balance and grip and how it fits in my hand, and of course, everybody's got a different hand, right? Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't affect the balance of that knife and the way it feels in your hand. Right. That's what gets me about your guys' stuff is, is so far every time, every, every knife that I've had the opportunity to just, to just grip and, and that first initial, it's like, it's like, God damn, I could use this thing for everything because it just, I could feel the balance of that blade versus the handle. And even something as small as that Camp Creek, it's not a very big knife. No. But you go to throw it or like you go to chop those little limbs and stuff and it just, there's just, there's just the right amount of weight there so that it's like, yeah. it carries enough momentum to do the job. But then you go back to camp and you do what, you know, you go to cut open a fish or something and it's just like, and yeah. you, you still yeah. just have that there's some from, of our from knives, hacking to slicing. It's just like the same feel. That, that, so I, you know, I do the majority of the designing. I, I look at that. That's stuff that I look at. But there's some of the knives that on purpose we don't do that. But that's it's sort of like say like the Are they job specific? Like the Hornero. Like, you know, that's a lot of handle. I want a full grip with a small blade. With a small blade, yep. Yeah. That's on purpose. I didn't design that one, but but that's on purpose. Like the like the Steel Eagle one oh five, the new one. You got a big ass handle with the fucking little Fucking just the That's not small though. Like that one's no, big. It's a big knife. Still are, you ta- are, you, are you talking but, the original? No. No, no, no. no the, the new one. one. The new yeah, one. The new, new one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got a fucking little like you grab that thing and you want to put it through a door. He I did. He which did. has happened. Yeah. His door. My door. My office yeah. door. My office door is a big <laughs> There's a big hole knife shaped but, hole in it. And, you know, did you do that? No, he did. Like it was this ongoing joke. Holy shit. Where every every time he would come to my office and be like, hey, and ask me a question, he would just have a knife in his hand and like fucking poke the door or like do this or that. And I'm always like, I draw on his desk. And then yeah. I, 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 just, I just look at him like, a fucking knife in the side of the And he looks at me, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's your building, man. Like, technically, it's your door. Like, you can do what you want. That's a unique place to work where you're sitting there typing on the computer and all of a sudden something hits your door. Boom! You look back and there's this much blade coming through it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's the CEO that stuck it through the door. Yes, and that happens. It definitely happens. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, like I said, that's something I look for. But the feel, like, like the 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 handles fit into the to the blade. You know, if they're off, it's not right. You yeah, know. ergonomics. Yeah, the fit yeah, and finish just, is is it's one of those yeah. things. Like mm, you, you like like mm. his said, it's hard to put your finger on it. It's like. Yeah. There's something that you're like, it's good, you know, it probably like works, blocky, everything's no great, radius, you could use it in no know. problem, but you, but there's something. You there's can't some people that still on. buy it's it, there. I'm not going to Because I went, I, no, I went and bought a, I, I went and bought a little knife from a different company, and it looks great. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice looking knife, but it feels unfinished. And I showed him, I'm like. <laughs> I was just going to say who, but. <laughs> no, it was me. And, but there's like sharp edges, like on the handle, like. Where the screw goes, it's not really countersunk. Yep. So it's not. And then you see some, like in the micarta, when, before they take it through the belt to, it, it's almost polished. It's almost got like a shine to it. And so it's unfinished. They still have to do stuff to it. So, and yeah. then it makes it that texture. And so those still have some of that like polish from the original. It's like, it's not finished. 
Jordan. Yeah, but, if my if my boss listens to this, I'm probably in trouble. But that that big knife I was telling you about this morning, the micarta handle on that thing, hated it. <laughs> hated it. Yeah. It was massive. Like the whole knife was massive. And I get it. That's the that's the the point of the design of that knife, right? But then when you go to pick it up and the handle's just the girth was huge. There was no Thank fit you. to your fingers. Girth is a good word. It's Go very descriptive. It's a good no, word. No, you're doing great. It's Go a good on. Word. You're doing great. Keep going. Sounds like a Spanish word. Girth? Well, I just... No, you're... I don't, I don't know how to feel right now because when I said the girth was huge and you get your fingers on it and Dylan's eyes just kept getting bigger. And, yeah. and, bigger. and Leo's like, thank you. The dick choke meter was... Anyway, yeah, yeah. Back to the knife you handle. Can't say, you can't say anything around us. Back to the micarta knife handle that I was talking but about. But I agree. I agree with you, man. Like it, it, there was there was no feel to that handle at all, and and the 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 handle part of it, I don't know what you guys would call it, technical term like like right in front of my index finger where it would curl the finger down. Guard? Finger yep. trailer, and then, and then in the back too. Yep, there was there was this much space, both both ends. So it's like your hands just just fitting into a big nothingness, like. Right. And it was just it was it was so big around you didn't feel like and you had I, any control over it at all. The edges weren't. It's it's probably meant for people that wear astronaut gloves. So so so. I just can't, like you can't say anything around us. You just can't. I don't know if you're trying to make a joke or you're aroused. That's the part that I can't get over. Like, probably you both. said it. It's definitely both. It's you both. said it. So, so some people will do that. Like say they think of gloves. Right away they think of gloves. Did he use gloves? When I was over here, did he say it was kind of out of the frame? It's like yeah. <laughs> So people people focus that and say I'm doing that for the gloves, but sometimes they do it way too. Who the way fuck have a, has a glove? Exactly. Yeah, astronauts. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. probably made for astronaut gloves. And and so, or so the guy we, who designed when, it when was we do so that, large. when we do that, fuck it, it's Dude, really small. I can't remember the last astronaut knife fight I saw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, fuck. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is. James Bond never have a glove on? Nope. Sure didn't. Chuck Norris? No glove. No, he doesn't need it. That's Chuck yeah. Norris. But it, it's crazy. Like I said, it's... And I... Again, apologies to my boss, because it was a cool knife that he... I mean, it's got his kid's name on it and everything, and I kid it, but as far as being like a useful knife... Tell him to come to it, Tops. It just... <laughs> I did. Later. <laughs> <laughs> tell him if he really loves his son. Yeah, but, it. But, but it just... To me, it just hit me as it's like, dude, I really couldn't do anything with this. It's just a giant piece of real heavy steel. Like, yeah, that's it. And I tried to cut a piece of paper with it, and it didn't work. You told him how to turn it off, so we're good. Yeah, he knows how. Yeah, his you didn't tell leave. me shit on turning it off. Top so, right button is the end, and the end the top thing. right. Yeah, the red one. So you just so gotta the, kill it now. No, no, no. 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 That's <laughs> a strategy. No, that yeah, ends it. We're done. So and those, then the record oh, is to stop. That's it. Yeah, two buttons. All, so all the large square buttons, the yeah. one on the right, on the top. Perfect. It, it, it was it. nice meeting yeah. you. It was good nice meeting with you. I have to go. I have to go pick up my wife. But no, you're good. It was. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully, we get to see you around here tomorrow. Oh, I'll be here. I'm sure I'm not. I think going we here. should hang. I think we should hang the bear next to John, so that people can see like how close it is oh. to looking like a, a man or a human. Not a yes, that man. John. Yeah. yeah. Will yeah. John? Will he's, John he's have clothes the on? Man part. We'll get him on a speed up. Um, I mean, he'll have a yeah, little bit. A, see, see there. So uh, there's. <laughs> you can actually go look at this on. Uh, <laughs> I'm Somebody's prom- already done it. I'm going to promote somebody else here. Brian calls. Gritty. They just did a fall bear episode 
where Ryan Lamper shoots a bear and he cuts out the bear baculum. You know what that is? No. This penis bone about this long. And that's why I asked old John here if he's going to have clothes on because I, I ain't going to lie to you. That bone's about this long, bro. Stop watering. So <laughs> that's the only way it's going to be a fair comparison is if he's hanging upside down by his feet and so is, so is the bear, right? We could do that. I mean, how yeah. are you going to know? I'm sure we can make that happen. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Because Jesus always talking about how uh, John's arms look like hams. Just like they look like a ham. And so he's always like, he wants to just mm. bite John's arms. Seriously, though, on, on a big boar, that's like that's like a thing. You cut the vacuum out of it. You clean it all up, boil it like you would a skull or whatever. And then it's just like a dead straight. Uh, they do that with walruses too, right? What the hell did he just, what the hell did he say? It's a dead straight uh, oh, rod? Fucking, uh, no. Cylinder? Rod cylinder. <laughs> shaft. 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 Yeah. shaft. That's, got some good That's where shaft comes to in. It. We've yeah. used no, it doesn't have any girth at all. It's about <laughs> this big around. And I'm going to fucking hang it like right behind me right here. So when that's the that's what a lot of guys do is they, they clean them up like a European mount and they just they keep it like a trophy. They just put them all over. <laughs> Nice. Put it right but most people are proper it. about it, and they're like, "Oh, that's a bear baculum." And no, if, if it was me, and I dick. walked into Leo's office, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, look, there's this bear dick." Yeah, <laughs> I hung that dick up on his wall. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's exactly how we would talk about it. Yeah. Too. So, are we gonna make that happen or what? I'm, yeah, no, I'm making sure. you guys commit right now on air. We should. They even extended the season up here to June 30th. So is that, is from, that not normal? Usually, it it was the 15th. They give you 15 more days, and the closer it depends on the area, though. No. Yeah, it does. But up, okay. up here where we're going to be at, oh, it's, okay. it's it's longer. And it's like you're 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 getting into like your bear rut time then. I mean, you can that's when you can get just big that's ass when they're just random dumb. boars just wandering big. through cuz they're just looking. Just I mean, you know, they're dumb. just they're just on the prowl. It's like any animal when they get horny, they just they're dumb. Oh yeah, except for bears go my like like Bull elk, for instance, migrate along. They, ways. yeah, they bull elk grabs a herd, tries to stick with them, protect all his ladies and whatever. A a big boar, dude. He's gonna go find a lady, hit it, move on to the next one, and it's miles, miles, and I mean those those bears will just go. They'll they'll smell a they'll smell a sow in heat from five, six, eight miles away. They it was like me too. Till they find her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to kill those guys now. <laughs> Good yeah, for well, you, brother. Boom. You want me to, you want me to make it easier? You got to respect the hustle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to make it easier? They kill. They kill the children on the way. Yeah, that's true. Really? They're yeah, they're cannibalistic. Yeah, and they, they don't like uh, if they find a sow with cubs, theirs, they, they yeah. kill the cubs. It'll force the female into heat sooner. Yep. yep. So they'll kill. The, the the young ones yep. to that force is, the female. That is exactly correct, and and basically really? to preserve his genes. Like yep. he wants he wants his genes passed on, not not whoever else. Yep. That is a, yeah, so he'll kill that's survival he'll, of the fittest. If if I've ever heard, that's of. what oh, sows yeah. spend a lot of their time yeah. doing in the spring and in the rut. Is they they don't want to be anywhere near a boar. In fact, a lot of times when you're on a bait, you'll know when there's a big boar that shows up, even if you can't see him, because if you got a sow with cubs on the bait. And a big boar starts kicking around. That sow will freak. And a lot of times she'll Dude's gone. she'll leave. She'll grab the cut. She'll send the cubs up a tree. Whatever. I mean, because they that's like whole her whole thing in life at that time of year is is to protect those club cubs from getting killed by a big boar. So, well, we're gonna help them out and fucking sniper one of those fucking things. perfect. <clears throat> Hell yeah! All right, all right. So yeah, we're, ben, we're gonna wrap to it up, man. Appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, yeah this ain't going to be the last uh, time, Ben. You know, there's going to be more fucking stories we're going to do, hopefully. I appreciate yeah, it. So. This we'll talk fun. about dicks again another time. Well, let's talk about <laughs> right, something Right, anytime. Else. I'm open to it all the time. 
yeah. He's open all the time for John. Dick. John, for John just yep. popped up like I'm clipping that. <laughs> I already knew he was going to. But I already knew it was going to happen. I'm not worried. All right, everybody. Thank you guys. Well, hold on. Let's uh, Ben tell everybody listening where they can uh, get into oh, your content um, and, and find you. At Bad Company Outdoors Official on Instagram and Facebook. The YouTube channel is not up yet. We do have a website, um, www.badcompanyoutdoors.com. There's some apparel on there. We are actually in the middle of switching print-on-demand companies right now. So the website is down. But hopefully by May 1st, that will be all redone and taken care of. Lots of kids' stuff on there. Um, Just kind of helps support what we do. I'm going to start a blog on that webpage, which I'm actually hoping to incorporate lots of people from lots of different companies, writing, You know, putting blog posts on there all the time. Um, and then my goal with the content on YouTube is we'll, we'll create the channel and, and July 1st, I should have, I should have content rolling from all this bear hunting stuff. And so you boys will be, you boys will be a part of that too. Hopefully oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. But July 1st is the, is the goal. Yep. At bad company outdoors official. Look us up Facebook, Instagram. We try and keep it busy, but I'm really getting my ass kicked right now. It's hard to keep up. So <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. it happens, but I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for the I opportunity. Mean, any questions and, that come up or whatever, we don't, we'll get them to you, whoever. You yeah. Know, yep. Let me know. I'll answer any questions I can and, and help anybody. So okay. awesome. appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks guys. Man. Thanks. Thank you. On. All right. Oh shit.